and welcome to our brand new podcast series, Decade of Excellence, Reimagining Human Health. Through this series, we'll be celebrating the 10th anniversary of our bioengineering department here at the University of Texas at Dallas. My name is Shalini Prasad and I am the department head for the bioengineering department. Thank you all for tuning in. I'll be talking with two of our doctoral students, Kara Peek and Ambalika Tanak, both of whom are working towards their PhD degree here with us at UT Dallas in the bioengineering department. The Department of Bioengineering prides itself in the diversity in the student cohort, in the graduate as well as the undergraduate programs. And in fact, we are ranked number one in the number of female master's graduates we have graduated this past year. So with that, let's get started. Um, Kara and Ambalika, could you introduce yourselves, tell us where you're from, and tell us how you became interested in biomedical engineering. Hi, my name is Kara Peak, and I'm actually from North Texas. I'm like a fifth generation Texan on my mom's side. Um, but I took a brief break from Texas for undergraduate studies and I headed out to Colorado, but I came back to the North Texas area for UT Dallas um, to pursue my PhD in biomedical engineering, like Dr. Prasad mentioned. And I became interested in biomedical engineering initially in high school, just because the idea of, you know, still being able to do engineering like I was interested in, that was kind of just the initial interest. And then as I learned more and more about the field and the different areas um, I could study, I really became interested in tissue engineering, um, which kind of ultimately led me down the path of, you know, deciding what lab I would be in. But yeah. Hello, everyone. My name is Ambalika Tanak. Um, and as the wonderful introduction that Dr. Prasad gave us before, I actually grew up in Dubai and completed most of my schooling in Dubai. And then I um, came to India, which is my hometown, um, for my higher education. Um, so I've kind of spent um, half my life in Dubai, another half in India. So. This is kind of like my background, I've been um, everywhere. Um, but in terms of being um, inclined towards um, biomedical engineering, I think um, I always was fascinated with the um, medical field and I always knew I wanted to be associated in one way or another. And always uh, with, a, with the background of being an engineer um, from my father's side, um, I didn't want to stick to the regular engineering majors that everyone would usually end up doing. Um, and then I came across biomedical engineering, which um, was actually a very beautiful mix of having to apply all of the engineering techniques towards um, coming up with creative solutions for um, the healthcare industry and actually having a direct impact. I had a very personal um, experience when I um, visited my grandmother um, in the hospital and I saw all of these different devices that the doctors and the nurses use um, for her speedy recovery. Um, I, I knew at that moment that I wanted to do something that could impact on patients um, firsthand. And also the fact that the doctors and clinicians um, and most of the healthcare industry actually rely on these devices and you actually have the power to make these um, devices was very um, intriguing for me. So 
uh, that's how I knew that biomedical engineering um, was actually the right fit um, for pursuing. So that is why I actually started my undergraduate degree also in it. I completed my master's with biomedical and now I'm pursuing my PhD in the same field. So let's get a little bit more into the details. Uh, what specifically about UT Dallas biomedical engineering attracted you to apply to this program? And then of course, now pursuing your doctoral studies here with us. So as I mentioned, I'm from North Texas. So I have known about UT Dallas uh, just growing up in general. And as I started to look for graduate schools, obviously, you know, I'm looking for schools that have biomedical engineering program. And I, you know, remembered UTD and noticed that they had kind of a newer up and coming program. And so I was just really impressed initially with, you know, kind of all the resources that were being put into this program, um, even though it was so new, the funding and the amount of grant money that professors were bringing in. Um, so that was just kind of alluring yeah, at first and kind of led me to apply. But what really sold me was when I was able to come out and visit the department um, in the spring before, you know, I accepted and joined in later in that fall. Um, and I got to meet the graduate students and the professors face-to-face uh, -face and talk to them. And it was really evident to me that when people said, here in this department and at UTD, we really value collaboration. Um, you know, they weren't just saying that, that it was honestly very true because just all the interactions I had, so many people would, you know, point to them out to me and be like, they do this and we've worked on this with them. And even when I was, you know, hearing about someone's work that, you know, wasn't necessarily the area I wanted to pursue, they weren't trying to, you know, sell me necessarily on their work if they realized, you know, that's not really the area I wanted to be in. They instead really tried to help me to figure out like, okay, what are some labs we think then would align with your interests and kind of helped point me in the right direction before I even accepted or even got to UTD. And that, you know, has been true for the rest of my time since I've been um, at UTD and in the program. So I think it was definitely uh, an accurate viewing of the department in the school. And I'm really glad I made the decision I did. So I came in um, as a master's student to UT Dallas, and um, even when I was going through the different college applications, um, I knew for sure that um, there had to be one, uh, one of my options had to be in Texas just because of um, the community um, experiences that I had heard before from all of my um, seniors. Um, and of all of the things, um, the biomedical research um, that was going on at UT Dallas, uh, when I came in as a master's, was expanding at a really, really fast pace. Um, and I could actually see that firsthand even when I joined UTD as a master's student. Um, and within the two years um, that I was here, I could actually see the department's focus was solely um, trying to encourage all of the students um, to collaborate with one another, with different faculty, and everyone was so welcoming. But one very personal um, experience I had was as, as a master's student, I did volunteer at Dr. Shani Prasad's lab, um, and I was truly amazed at the resources and the industrial collaborations that were available. Um, and that actually gave me uh, more of an encouragement towards staying back and pursuing my doctoral um, studies here, because it was 
kind of best of both worlds where you were getting an ac academic training, but also having uh, the industrial um, deadlines and, ex you know, the expectations that were required for you to be ready uh, once you once you're finished with your uh, program here. So that was um, truly one of the reasons um, why I did decide, but also the facilities, especially the ones um, when I was taking a tour, I was really um, blown away by the clean room uh, facilities that we had. And I always wished that I wanted to work there. I, I thought it was it was really amazing. And even today as a doctoral candidate, I, I have to work within the clean room facility. And um, I think the research is one of the main focuses of UD Dallas especially within the department. Um, and that's why it's, it's expanded to this scale um, if you look at it from when the program actually began. So that was one of the main reasons. Um, and the faculty was very diverse and very welcoming and encouraging. So that was one of the reasons I think I, I continued to pursue my PhD here. Fabulous. So now let's get into your individual personal experiences. Kara, you won the three-minute thesis competition. Can you talk to us about that experience? Tell us what you had to do to prepare for that competition, and what does that award mean to you in the context to your doctoral degree that you're working towards? The three-minute thesis competition was really exciting um, and you know really great uh, experience to have here at UTD. So in preparation for it right as the name maybe implies you have three minutes to talk about your thesis work which is quite difficult um because you know maybe as we all know we like to talk about our work and we can go on and on and on about results but you only get three minutes and it's to um you know a, a varied audience you know all intelligent people but not necessarily all people within your field so I really had to think about what was, you know, the most important things I wanted to convey in terms of results, but also even before that, how I was going to explain to people kind of what this problem is that I'm researching, why it's important, um, and not in kind of a technical jargony type of way, but like why people should care and want to listen to it. Um, so that was really important for kind of setting up the beginning part and then ending up and explaining my results in a kind of more simplified but not, um, you know, dumbed down way. So I, I wrote out a script and because it's so timed that, you know, I just felt that was the best way and I just practiced, practiced, practiced. And once I got through kind of the first initial round and then got to the competition, um, I knew that if I just stayed focused and you know didn't panic or anything and stuck to the script that i had memorized that i would uh do well and i i did that and i got second place at the ut dallas three-minute thesis competition um back in i think i guess spring 2019 that seems so long ago but um uh, and then after that it was even more exciting because they started up this new DFW area three-minute thesis competition. So then myself and the other winners of UTD, so the first place and then third place were the People's Choice Award, we all got to go to this area competition that was with four other universities, so the five of us total, and then all of us competed against each other, which I was very nervous for because I was like, all right, I was already nervous of the first part. Now this is like the best of the best. Um, 
And so kind of same preparation. I try not to psych myself out too much. I just practiced a lot with myself and tried to memorize my script again. Then I went up there. I incorporated a few changes from my first time around um, and executed it very well. And I was very fortunate enough to win first place and People's Choice Award there. So that was really exciting. And I was really proud to be able to bring that award back to UTD. And even though the other UTD uh, winners didn't win any other awards there, they also had amazing presentations. And so I personally felt UTD had the best showing. So I was just really proud of our school overall. Um, and it's it's been really great, um, you know, to kind of have that win, I guess. And a lot of people in the department like heard about it. And so they would run across me and be like, hey, I heard about that. Or like, I saw you featured in like the email blast. And I was like, thanks, guys. So yeah, it's been it's been a fun award to have. And um, I'm hopeful that once we are able to return in person that we can have another three minute thesis because um, I think it's a really great competition. Ambalika, you recently won the Baxter Young Investigator Research Award. Tell us a little bit about that award and your research as well. And what does that award mean to you? And what did you have to do for prep for that one? So let me just begin a little bit on the um, background with the Baxter Young Investigator Award application. So Baxter is a company that ha that is actually majorly dealing with making medical devices um, and trying to improve patient care. That was exactly the focus of our lab and primarily uh, my work uh, was very much uh, within the same relevance of the Baxter's portfolio, which was one of the main criteria um, that they had listed as um, on the application. They were also looking at um, the scientific excellence, the creativity and the novelty within the work. Um, and also they wanted to look at different ways of coming up with research solutions that could be implemented towards patient care. And this was our focus right from the beginning. I, I would also like to highlight that this is not a one month work at all. Um, this is a collective effort of over two years. We actually built a device that was used for treating um, sepsis and actually for monitoring sepsis. So sepsis, to give a background, is um, a life-threatening condition that actually represents the body's immune reaction to an infection. So if you had a cut um, and that uh, that cut is becomes infectious, right, and the infection goes into your bloodstream, your body's reaction um, cascades and it can also escalate towards um, going towards major organ failure and then eventually death. And it is such a silent killer because it is the immune reactions, it's your body's reaction, so you wouldn't even know the symptoms. And this is one of the reasons why it is very difficult to actually to monitor or treat. And today, the current technologies that are present, um, it takes a lot of time for the results to actually come back to even say whether the patient is septic or not. And by the time the results come back, it becomes too late. And since it's your body's immune reaction, to the you know, invading infection that has occurred, um, it changes very rapidly. Um, this is one of the things that we focused on is to have some device that can rapidly give you information on the ever-changing state of the patient. Um, and that can be done anywhere at a patient bedside or an emergency department, uh, like a quick test, which can give you a result within five minutes um, using really low sample volumes 
That way, the, the, the patient care can be taken care of and sepsis management can occur. So since it was an immune reaction, what the way that we targeted is we had a panel of biomarkers that are uh, indicators of the body that tells you the different condition that is occurring within the system. So what we tried to do is target every area of the immune reaction with key biomarkers, where in case your body is overreacting to the infection that is present, we have uh, pro-inflammatory markers that can actually let you know whether your body is going or entering into the hyper stage. Also, when the treatment is given for sepsis, um, when your immune response is trying to suppress the invading pathogens, um, we try to target anti-inflammatory biomarkers that tell you the level that, okay, now the body is going into an immune suppression state. So you have to have um, that active balance of um, trying to keep the immune response um, active. And then we also had a panel of biomarkers that could target whether the source of the infection is uh, bacterial or viral. So this way, we tried to kind of combine all of the elements that could actively give us information about the patient. And this can vary from one patient to another. And this was what was lacking um, currently in the field. This was like an overall gist that we were able to um, have a prototype device that can give rapid results, um, which kind of encourages the um, physicians to make immediate decisions and not wait for the results from the laboratory until it comes back. And this was perfectly in line with the vision of what Baxter had in terms of having to um, deliver to the patient care. So it was um, a whole effort of almost one and a half to two years where we um, tried and tested different strategies to kind of um, get towards our goal. And this award really, really means uh, a lot to me. I think this was solely possible because of the guidance that I had from my PI and my mentors, which is Dr. Prasad um, and Dr. Muthukumar. And they guided me constantly and gave me feedback that was very much relevant in terms of how it could be useful towards an industrial application and in you know if it had to come out in in the market how it could transition in that way so i think this award has really um, been one of the most prestigious um, awards i've gotten in my academic career and it really encourages me to keep doing um, more and keep giving more and you know to the patient care and, and anything that that I can do from my end to um, help the society in one way or another. And the recognition that I've got from everyone, from Baxter and their entire scientific community, um, and to be able to compete with all of the top universities and having UT Dallas um, with my name and my PI's name and the topic of our research highlighted, um, I think that was really, really honorable, um, I felt. So it, it means a lot to me. Congratulations to the both of you. This is really exciting, and I'm so glad that we have such diverse activities uh, within the uh, department. So now let's talk a little bit about campus life and campus experience. So what uh, campus organizations are you a part of, and how do you integrate into the campus experience? Kara, we'll start with you first. I think sometimes as graduate students, we forget that we can be involved with organizations outside of our research um, 
And so that is definitely something uh, I have tried to do throughout my graduate studies. So currently, I am the president of the Graduate Student Assembly, which is a student-led organization that is meant to basically serve as the voice for graduate students on campus, all graduate students, regardless of what school they're in or department, um, what have you. And we not only try to represent them in meetings, but also provide different programming for them to help with career development, social needs, uh, and whatnot. But I've also uh, been a part of student government. So last year, I was a graduate student senator. And this year, even though I'm not a part of it, um, with my role in GSA, I've been able to have more, uh, you know, build more of a relationship with student government and do some things collaboratively with them. Um, I'm also try to get involved with our own BMIN GSA, um, our, so it's our department level GSA. When I first started in the program, didn't have a BMIN GSA, and so kind of through some of these things that students were already doing, kind of already putting on, I think they kind of realized like, oh, hey, we should maybe make this into a formal thing, um, and so it has since been created. Um, so I'm not an officer or anything in that organization, but I like to get involved with the different events uh, they're putting on as well. And then just in general, like any time, you know, there's maybe things that are put on that seem interesting by different offices or what have you, like the um, Student Health Center will sometimes give seminars or Wellness Center. And, you know, the Office of Graduate Education is another really great resource. Um, so there are a lot of things that are out side of, you know, just just your lab or your building. And I've really tried to kind of get involved with some of more of those things to get kind of a little bit more connected with campus life and remember that there's more to life than just uh, research. <laughs> I've actually been a part of BMAN GSA, like Kara mentioned earlier, which is, I think, a great um, way of beginning uh, a department level uh, initiative for all of the graduate students because, um, like she mentioned, it it gets easy to get distracted with the work that you already have, um, and sometimes it is necessary to take um, um, efforts to actually um, look at what's going on around you um, to you know know what is the current affairs and what's actually happening out there. So, um, as a part of uh, Beam and GSA as a member, um, what I try to do is try to volunteer as much as I can uh, to maybe mentor new incoming students. Um, they had these uh, sessions where students had uh, mentored for the qualifiers exam, which is the first exam you give as a PhD student, um, and have a panel of judges ask you questions and get you prepared for all of that. So I think um, trying to volunteer and help new students even within the same community, I think helps a lot um, because of the experiences that we've already gone through. So trying to give back whatever that we've learned um, in a way. And also I'm a part of um, Biomedical Engineering Society um, where they have uh, good programs like student chapters um, that keep going from um, each university. And also, I'm a part of the um, American Association of Clinical Chemists. But being a member of all of those um, societies are actually just for um, the experiences that you get. And um, it's a great way of connecting with people and asking them questions uh, in regards to where you would like to head out for the future and all of your future endeavors. Um, it, it, it becomes very helpful in that manner to actually 
be a part of these graduate student societies, especially uh, outside of campus and within campus as well. What advice do you have for students who are considering UT Dallas Bioengineering for their graduate studies? So I always tell anyone who is looking at the department at UTD for bioengineering that, you know, my personal experience and one big thing I always tell them because I was told this, it's, it's good to find a good department and make sure you're supported there, but also make sure you find a good mentor who your professor that whose lab you're going to be in is really important, not only just for, you know, the, obviously the area of research you're going to be in, but also just how they're going to mentor you, you know, so everyone has different uh, mentorship styles and every, you know, incoming graduate student will want different things. Um, so that's one thing I tell students to really uh, look for and don't be afraid to ask the professors kind of what their mentorship style is or what they do with their lab. With the department, I said this earlier, but I just, I really have to say it again because it is just so true of my time here at UTD. It's a very collaborative department. And so if you're able to, you know, get in contact with, you know, maybe you know some graduate students or maybe you just reach out um, to Andy or whatnot. I remember I asked Andy um, a million questions when I first started. But um, if you start talking to some professor or some graduate students to learn more about their lab, don't be afraid to be like, hey, I'm actually kind of interested, um, something like this. Do you know, um, is, is that what your lab is doing? I'm not quite sure. You know, is there another lab that is maybe in line with that? Because you'd be surprised at how, you know, well we kind of know each other's work um, and at least can kind of point you in the correct direction of where to go. Um, and then also ask them to not just about collaborations that we have within the department, but collaborations we have with um, UT Southwestern, which is, you know, right down the road from us. Um, but also professors have collaborations all across the country, even across the world. So ask about that because it really opens up the opportunities you have in research. So again, you're not just stuck to the confines of your own lab, you you have these different collaborators who are bringing in different ideas and different projects and skill sets that really helps you grow. So I would definitely tell students to ask about kind of the collaborations that um, any professor or lab you're interested in has as well. Uh, one of the things that is very critical um, when you start out within your PhD program or even as a graduate student is knowing the focus areas that you would like to be associated with in any school. We have a lot of interdisciplinary collaborations that are going on, so which gives you an idea and which, which kind of exposes you towards different areas of focus at once. So the best thing would be you can engage with all of the current students that are already present in uh, specific labs and start talking to them with their experiences of how their journey was uh, with the professors that are there and with their PIs. And like Kara mentioned earlier, reach out to all of the faculty members that are there and it's okay to understand and talk to them um, and know what they have a vision for their lab, uh, you know, or what is their vision for their lab and see if you fit in in that scope of work. And initially, if you feel that um, you are clueless and you just want to be with the field and try things around, that's okay as well. 
but just make sure that um, you engage and talk to as many people that you can because I think with experiences, um, this is that is what I've learned with that the more you take experiences from you know your senior students and the people who are working in other labs, uh, it does give you and it does reflect um, an idea of what actually happens in that and work environment. Um, and even when you do get in, and if you do think that this is not your primary focus, don't be afraid to change the labs, especially with the bioengineering department that we have. It is so collaborative that even if one focus doesn't suit you well, um, I think you can approach other professors and everybody is very welcoming and everyone has a very open mind about discussing the future of the incoming students as well. Finally, we are approaching the holiday season and we are in an unusual holiday season because we have a pandemic raging around us. So what is the piece of advice you have for your peers and for the other colleagues that you have um, you know, around, uh, how to stay positive and how to stay joyous? We are certainly in very different time right now. And one thing I would encourage everyone listening to take note of is th their own personal mental health, right? This is something that I think affects so many more people than we realize, especially um, as graduate students, you know, academia and whatnot. And with the pandemic going on, I think people's mental health has only gotten a little worse. So it's okay to say, I need, I need a little help. Um, you know, maybe I need to start going to therapy or, you know, talk through some things with uh, your support system. Um, I find that's one thing that really helps keep me positive and going and finding some things to like look forward to and to have hope about. Um, because when there are so many things going on in the world that can seem very disheartening and overwhelming, it can really weigh you down. So find things in your own life, kind of in your own little world that you are excited about or hopeful about, whether that be, I'm excited to go home tonight and eat the pasta I'm going to cook because I really want carbs. And I know that sounds silly, but sometimes that's exciting, eating a good meal. Or, you know, I'm excited for this virtual game night I'm going to get to do with some of my friends. Just trying to set some of those little things that you can look forward to. And they might not look quite the same as they did before. You know, maybe instead of, like I said, in having an in-person game night, you're now having to have an online virtual one. But you can still have those same connections and those same themes of, you know, togetherness and friendship that everyone needs and that we had before the pandemic and we can still have throughout the pandemic. So I think that would probably be my advice to everyone and to also to wear a mask and please be safe. This pandemic has been um, like I've heard mixed emotions with the work from home response. Um, so when if people had been complaining before that they didn't have time to do anything, well, now is the time that they can actually find um, their hobbies that they've been pushing aside. I know as graduate students, uh, we may or may not have a lot of time, but since you know things um, have taken it um, in a different way, we not necessarily during the holidays, we won't have to be physically present in the lab, but in general, if you do have time, just try to pursue another activity that you've always tried to push behind just because of that excuse that, you know, you didn't find time for the week. Um, and the other 
um, advice is actually trying to connect to people, try to connect to family. I think my roots and what makes me happy is always being in touch um, with the people that care a lot about me. So keep in touch with family, talk to your friends. Uh, it's going to be virtual, but it's it's at the end of the day, it's the mindset. So even if you do not actually get to physically meet people, uh, but talking to them and having video conversations with them equally um, gives you that dose of happiness because you you are still in in contact uh, with all those around you. And, and it's okay to even discuss things that are going on um, and that's happening from a day-to-day -day aspect, but I think it's very important to connect back with the people that you have tried to say that, oh, I'm sorry, I couldn't get back to your call because I was in lab doing my experiments or, you know, whatever it may be, but try to talk to people. And also, um, I think it's good to even take a break and sometimes, you know, trying to focus on your environment, which is your house. And if you, if you love to decorate or if you love to be creative, go ahead and, you know, do all those DIY projects um, because you might have that time during the holidays to actually have that festive mode going on. So bringing a bit of creativity may actually do help, um, you know, focus better when you get back to work. Um, so I think that is one of the things that um, I'd suggest that, Stay happy, stay connected, um, be safe, and try not to go out as much. Thank you both. Great advice. So wear the mask, be healthy, and stay connected. And let's all stay positive this holiday season and hope 2021 will kind of help us to re-emerge from our cocoons. Thank you for the time you spent chatting about your careers and sharing with us what you think the grad experience at UTD has done for your for you personally and what it can do for the others should they look at UTD as an option. Uh, and I look forward to calling you both doctors pretty soon. Thank you for your time. <laughs>